Thank you for listening to another inspiring message from The Movement Church. To find out more about The Movement Church, you can check out our website at theocmovement.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The OC Movement. Church. I'm so glad you tuned in today. And if you haven't done it yet, I just want to encourage you right now to share this service on whatever platform you're on, because I really believe God has something incredible in store for us today. But before we get started, I just want to take a minute and recognize some people who are tuning in today. And the people I want to recognize are all of the moms. Somebody type in the chat, happy Mother's Day. Listen, I know Mother's Day does not look anything like what you expected it to look like. But I just want to tell you, happy Mother's Day. Thank you for all that you do. I don't know if this is your first Mother's Day or your 50th, but listen, the role that you play is so crucial and we're so grateful for you. And and I just want to say a special happy Mother's Day to my mom who's tuning in and just say, Mom, I'm so grateful for all that you've done for me and imparted into my life. And for every girl who's tuning in, that holds motherhood in your heart, but not yet in your hands. I just want you to know we're praying with you. We're praying for you. We're believing for a miracle and believing that God is going to give you the desires of your heart. So happy Mother's Day to all the moms in the room. Maybe if you're online, you can throw a special happy Mother's Day to your mom in the chat, whether she's online or not, and let her know how much you love her and appreciate her today. But you know, we're picking up and we're continuing our series called Friends. And this whole series has been about how we can take a biblical approach to all of the relationships that are in our life. So from marriage to dating to friendships, we wanna unpack how to have healthy relationships. So the first week we talked about healthy conflict in relationships. And last week, Pastor Carrie and I got to share about all of the different personalities and how we can identify the strengths in everyone that is around us. We can be friends with anybody. And so today I'm excited to unpack the message for you, but I've just got to tell you, next week, Pastor Carrie and I are going to be doing a question and answer session. So anything you want to ask, you can ask us. It can be about dating, it can be about marriage, about friendship, whatever you want, the sky's the limit. Your host is dropping a link right now, so let us know what questions you have, and we're gonna have some fun next week. But for today, I wanna talk to you about the F word. I just got the attention of every child that is in the room right now, didn't I? Do not panic, moms. I wanna talk to you guys today about forgiveness. Somebody type forgiveness in the chat. Listen, in any relationship that actually matters, you're gonna have the potential for pain. In any relationship that matters, you have the potential for pain, whether it be rejection, betrayal, unmet expectations, the potential is there. And so today I just wanna unpack for you a little bit about how we can respond to that. Now, what I'm not gonna be able to do today is, is to unpack how to respond to the pain of trauma. So if you're tuning in right now, I just wanna encourage you. Maybe you've walked through some pain in your relationships, maybe physical, sexual, or verbal abuse. And I just wanna tell you that it's not okay. And I wanna acknowledge that. I don't want you in any means today to feel like forgiveness should just be easy for you because it's not, it's a process. And you may need a pastor or a counselor or a leader in your life to help you walk that out personally. 
So I wanna encourage you to ask for help and to know that we're praying for you and with you. But today, I'm gonna talk to all of us about the potential for pain in our relationships and how we need to respond. And the way we've gotta get started is we've got to first invite God to examine our hearts. You know, Pastor Kerry used a scripture last week found in Psalm 139, verse 23. And I wanna read it to you out of the Passion Paraphrase. And it says this, God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that might be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. Listen to this part. See if there is any path of pain that I'm walking on and lead me back into your glorious everlasting ways, the path that brings me back to you. Listen, I believe God has a plan for your relationships. It's a plan that's full of purpose. And so what I want us to do today is to invite God to examine our hearts and to say, God, is there any path of pain that I've been walking on? Today, would you challenge me so that I can get my focus back on who you are? So can I pray for us? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes in your own rooms today? Lord Jesus, I just thank you for every person who's tuning in. God, I thank you that your plan and desire for us is healthy relationships. So God, today, I pray that you would open our hearts to hear what you have to say to us. God, I pray that today, Lord, that you would give us some simple tools that we can put into practice so that we can have the healthy relationships that you intend for us to have. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. I gotta ask you a question. Have any of you ever been offended? I should see a bunch of hand-raised emojis going up in the chat right now, or else you're a liar, and we'll talk about that later. Have any of you ever been offended? I think we could all answer yes. I think that we all have the ability to offend or to be offended. My personality, my strengths, my weaknesses, my quirks, they could easily offend you. I think all of us have this ability to offend or be offended. And the word offended, when I looked it up in the dictionary, in the Webster dictionary, it said it's this, to feel hurt, angry, or upset by something that was said or done. And you know, offense typically comes from people who are closest to us. You know, during this quarantine, Pastor Carrie and I have been going on a lot of walks. I mean, we have been walking miles upon miles upon miles. And I have a tendency when we are on walks to either look at Pastor Carrie because I'm so into the conversation or just to look around at my surroundings. And I have a tendency to walk at a diagonal and I just kind of bump right into him. Now that doesn't affect anybody else who's out on the trails or the pathways that's at a distance. It doesn't bother them at all. But it's Pastor Kerry whose toes I'm stepping on. It's frustrating because I'm close to him and I'm bumping into him. You know, Luke chapter 17 verse one says this, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, it is impossible. Somebody type impossible. It is impossible that no offense should come. So Jesus himself is telling his disciples that it's impossible to go through life and not have the opportunities for offense. You know, the word in that scripture, the Greek word is the word scandalon, which is uh, the English word for that is scandal. And the word scandal means an offense, a stumbling block or an occasion to fall. That's what that word is. But something that is interesting about that word scandalon 
is that that word was originally used to describe a small piece of wood that was used to keep the door of an animal trap propped open. So when you're trying to trap an animal, or so I've been told, when trying to trap an animal, they would hide a trap where it couldn't be seen. They'd place bait that would attract the animal inside the trap, and they would set a scandal on to hold the door of the trap open. And when the animal sniffed out the bait and came to the trap, it would go into the trap to get the bait, and it would knock the scandal on out of place, and the trap would slam closed. Now, I think it's interesting that Jesus used this word when he was talking about an offense. Because it's always been the strategy of the enemy to get you trapped by offense in your relationships. And you better know this. The enemy knows exactly what kind of bait you will fall for. Whether it's your own insecurities, pride, codependency issues, need for approval. The enemy knows exactly what kind of bait you will go for. And every single time he will use offense to get you trapped in a place of isolation where you can't engage in relationships the way that God intended for you to have relationships. It's like putting walls up, whether they're walls of protection or walls of offense. It's like walls that keep you trapped from having the kind of relationship God intended for you to have. So what our job is to do is to say, God, would you examine my heart? Are there any paths of pain that I've been walking on? Have I allowed any room for offense to develop inside my heart? Now, before you just answer no, I want to ask you a couple questions to get you thinking. So here's my question for you. Have you possibly allowed the enemy to trap you in offense? Are you holding on to hurt, to anger, or to jealousy? You don't have to do the hand raise emoji at this one. (laughs) Are you rehearsing what has been done wrong to you or that thing that you just don't agree with? Do you have a track record of broken and fractured relationships? Are you right now justifying that last statement with the statement, well, it's not my fault? Do you constantly feel like it's just not fair? Listen, it's possible that you might have taken the bait of the enemy and gotten stuck in the trap of offense. And this is where we've got to allow God to examine our heart because this is not the plan that he has for us. I love the scripture that's found in Ephesians chapter four, verse 31, and this is the amplified version. It says this, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, that's all the noise we like to make about it, (laughs) perpetual animosity, resentment, strife, fault finding and slander, talking about it, be put away from you along with every kind of malice. Says be kind and helpful to one another, tenderhearted, compassionate and understanding, forgiving one another readily and freely, just as God in Christ forgave you. The F word. (laughs) Forgiveness, forgiving one another readily, just as God in Christ forgave you. We're going to talk about how to do that in just a minute. You know, maybe the offense that you've been carrying is deeply rooted in the pain of betrayal. And I just want to acknowledge today that that pain is deep and it's real. 
You wouldn't be experiencing that unless the person who hurt you was close to you. Remember, it's the people who are closest to us that tend to hurt us the worst. But I just wanna share with you what the scripture has to say about that in Psalm 34, verse 17. It says, is anyone crying for help? God is listening, ready to rescue you. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. Somebody needs to know that today. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. He's close to the brokenhearted. If you're kicked in the gut, he'll help you catch your breath. Listen, somebody has to get close enough to you to be able to kick you in the gut. And what this scripture is reminding us is if you've been dealing with the offense of betrayal, hey, God's just simply saying, I'll help you catch your breath. I'll be right there with you. I'll help you walk out this process of forgiveness. You know, maybe the offense that you've been dealing with comes from carrying a real deficit in your relationship. Maybe you've allowed a path of pain to develop in your relationship rather than actually addressing the issue. Maybe in your friendship or your marriage, there's a lack of affirmation. You just, you don't really know where you stand with them. You're just waiting to be affirmed and and yet you always feel rejected and you feel like you're just not good enough. Maybe that's the offense that you've picked up and you're carrying. Maybe maybe it's from a deficit and a a lack of intimacy. Maybe in your friendships, there's just no vulnerability and, and you don't know exactly what's going on with the other person. Maybe it's a, a lack of intimacy in your marriage, physically. And you've just taken that as rejection and, and pulled yourself back from relationship because you've been caught in the trap of offense. Not willing to talk about it or share about it. We talked about that in week one. Maybe you've been sweeping it under the rug, trying to avoid that conversation, trying to avoid that path of pain, but it's a real path for you. You also can't attack it, we talked about in week one. You can't just go after somebody and get mad at them. But what we can do is create a space for open and honest communication. That is our responsibility. If you are dealing with an offense, we have a responsibility to do something about it. So what I want to do today is tell you what Jesus said when it comes to forgiveness. What Jesus said when it comes to forgiveness. We're going to pick up in Luke chapter 17, verse 3 through 6. And it says this, pay attention to yourselves. Can we just stop there? Can you type that in the chat? Pay attention. Pay attention. (laughs) Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. What? The message that Jesus preached was so countercultural to the way that we live our life. And yet he's giving the disciples some instructions here on how to handle forgiveness. And it starts with this point one, pay attention to yourself. Pay attention to yourself. Type that in the chat. Listen, if we could just pause right there. Pay attention to yourself. If we were willing to say, God, examine my heart. Is there anything in me that is causing strife in this relationship? God, what are you trying to do inside of me? If we would just start there, it would be a great foundation block. And then we can go, is this offense real? Or could I possibly fill the gap with trust rather than assumption? 
Could I offer grace rather than assumption? We get the ability to stop in our tracks, pay attention to ourselves and say, hey, could I respond differently? But then if you can't, if you're frustrated, if you can't get over it, if you're still rehearsing it in your mind over and over again, if you're still frustrated, hey, your responsibility is what Jesus said next. If your brother sins, rebuke him. Now, all of my aggressive friends that are online today, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna tell them what I think. Don't get too excited just yet. That has never worked well for anybody ever. If anybody has ever come at you saying, let me tell you what I think and what you did wrong, you have never responded well to them. Listen, when Jesus says rebuke him, what he's basically saying is you have a responsibility. If you're offended, you have a responsibility to have a conversation. You have a responsibility. You don't get to hold on to that hurt or offense. You have a responsibility to have a conversation. And then it says, if he repents, forgive him. And if he does it again and again and again, forgive him again. So forgive and repeat is what the scripture is saying to us here. You know, I've heard forgiveness described as surrendering my right to hurt you for hurting me. Forgiveness is surrendering my right to hurt you for hurting me. What if you're sitting at home right now going, okay, Megan, but Jesus also said, if they repent, forgive them. So what if they don't repent? And I just wanna challenge you. If you are approaching forgiveness, dependent on the perpetrator repenting and asking for your forgiveness, your motives are wrong. Listen to me, friends. If you're approaching forgiveness, hoping for an apology and you don't get one and you're like, forget you, your motives are wrong. Forgiveness was never about the other person. Forgiveness is always about you and your heart. Listen, I've heard forgiveness described as, or unforgiveness described as someone eating rat poison and waiting for the rat to die. Listen, forgiveness is about you. It's about your heart. Over and over again in scripture, Jesus unpacked the need to forgive. So when you go to confront and to have a conversation, if the person you're talking to does not apologize, if they don't ask for your forgiveness, it's still our job to forgive. Now, what it might illuminate for you is some need for boundaries in that relationship, but it's still our job to forgive. You know, the disciples, they responded to Jesus, obviously, just like you and I are probably responding right now. Like, this sounds so difficult. So in verse five, they say, Lord, increase our faith. And the Lord said, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you. And why did Jesus use this example? You see, Jesus was always intentional in what he had to say to his disciples. There was a reason for this. In the King James version of the Bible, which is the original translation, Jesus says, you could say to this sycamine tree. He refers to it as a sycamine tree. And this is so interesting to me, get ready for it, because Jesus knew that the disciples would know exactly what he was talking about. Sycamine trees grew everywhere. They grew in any kind of soil. They were all over Israel at the time. And these trees, they had this crazy root structure. 
And the roots would go deep, deep, deep down into the soil of the earth and they would intertwine together. Jesus knew the disciples knew that and he used this as a representation of what bitterness and unforgiveness does to the soil of our heart. The roots go deep and they intertwine and it's next to impossible to uproot. So Jesus is saying it's gonna take a measure of faith. You know, what's also interesting about the sycamine tree is it produced a fruit and it looked alluring and sweet to the eye, but when you tasted it, it was bitter. If we allow offense and unforgiveness, if we allow offense and unforgiveness, the fruit of our life will be bitterness for everyone around us. And the irony here too, is that the sycamine tree was used to make caskets. And I just think Jesus was so creative with his disciples. I think he was showing them here that if you continue to allow the roots of unforgiveness and bitterness in your life, it's gonna kill every relationship that you have. You know, Jesus, he just was so strategic. And he said to his disciples, if you just have faith, you can speak to that thing that seems impossible to uproot and it will be uprooted and thrown into the sea. What's he saying here? He's saying, listen, you just have to have a little bit of faith. Forgiveness is challenging. It's hard for all of us, but we need to have faith. And you know what that faith is? It's this understanding that we do not have to defend ourselves. God is our defender. He's got our back. He says in Proverbs 20, 22, don't say I will repay evil for evil. Wait for the Lord and he will deliver you. Listen, God is our deliverer. He's got your back. Having faith just means that I have enough faith to believe that, that I don't have to fight to prove my point or prove my way, that I actually can let go of offense and work on forgiveness because I trust that God is taking care of me. You know, it also says in Matthew 6, 14, if you forgive people their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, letting them go and giving up resentment, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. I don't know about you, but I'm constantly making mistakes. I fail as a friend. I fail as a mom. I fail in my marriage. I'm constantly distracted by the bait of the enemy, my own insecurities, my own fears, my own frustrations, and I can easily get caught in the trap of offense. I've got so much need for forgiveness. And the Bible says, I have a responsibility to forgive others and extend them the grace that God so freely offers to me. You see, friends, I don't know who's tuned in online today, but what I do know is that none of us are perfect. We're all working hard to get better, but I want you to know that God desires relationship with you so much. He sent his son Jesus to pay the price for your sin and mine, to offer us forgiveness. You know, the Bible says God can't have anything to do with sin because he's perfect and sinless, but he wanted a relationship with you. And maybe you're tuned in today and you've never started a relationship with Jesus. 
Listen, I'm just here to tell you today, God desires a relationship with you and you don't have to get your life perfect first. The Bible says that he sent his son Jesus to pay the price for our sin. And what that means is that he's extending to us this offer of grace, unmerited favor, and forgiveness. And I just wanna encourage you, maybe you tuned in online today because you felt something, like I need something more, but I don't know if I deserve it. I'm just here to say, forgiveness is available for you. No matter what you've done or where you've been, God loves you today. And all that you need to do is make a decision to follow him. To say, God, I know that I haven't gotten it all right, but would you forgive me? And his answer is always, indefinitely, yes, always. So I wanna take a minute and I wanna pray with you. If you're online today and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, I believe that's the reason you tuned into this service. And if you joined us and maybe you made a decision to follow Jesus at one point in your life, but if you were honest, you would say, I've just been running from God. Hey, listen, I believe that today is your day to come back. So I'm gonna ask you wherever you are in your own rooms or in your car, would you take a moment and bow your heads and close your eyes? And I'm gonna pray a simple prayer and I'm just gonna invite you to pray this with me. If this is you and you need to make a decision today to follow Jesus, would you simply say this? Dear God, I know that I've sinned and I'm tired of trying to do this on my own. Would you forgive me? Today, I'm making a decision to follow you. And then simply let this be the cry of your heart. Maybe even whisper it out loud. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with us today, we are so excited to be a part of this journey with you. Please email us at info at theocmovement.com. And if you were not in the area, we would love to help you find another life-giving church near you. Please send us an email at info at theocmovement.com. Thank you again for listening to another inspiring message from the Movement Church.